0: All right. Next up is item number three, which is installation and administration of the oath to newly elected officials. 3.1 is newly elected council member, place five, Lisa Graves.
1: Out a girl, Lisa. <laughs> Good job. Welcome to the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> take, your sick, take your ticket to the circus.
3: Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. My name is Judge Benny Bolochoa, your local friendly justice of Peace of Cameron County Precinct One. It is great to. It's an honor to be here. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, the board here for having me, and this this uh, here for having me. Um, And before we get started, I'd like to say a few words on behalf of uh, our interactions and uh, some of the work we've we've done together. Uh, She's visited me several times on the different organizations that uh, she's a part of. So I know she cares a lot about this community. And um, I would like to wish her the best of luck uh, in in her uh, service here as a a councilwoman. And um, now the hard work begins. (laughs) So, So if there's anything I could ever of South Park Island, please let me know. With that being said, uh, we will administer the oath. Okay, please raise your right hand. I, state your name. I, Do solemnly swear. solemnly swear. That I have not. That I have not. Directly or indirectly. Directly or indirectly. Paid. Paid. Offered. Promised to pay. thing of value or or promise any public office Or office, or or employment for the giving So help me God. Congratulations.
0: Then we have we have this other one here that we gotta do.
3: Oh, yes. I, uh, no okay. In the name and the, by by the authority state. of the state of Texas. Um go ahead.
0: Congratulations. Anybody else want any pictures?
4: Steven, come to the front. Yeah. Steven, come to the front.
0: Yeah. Lisa, come. come Lisa, the Lisa the Graves. Next up is public comments and announcements. I'd um, like to gr- congratulate Sam, Sam, Samantha Rico and what's Eli's last name? Gonzalez. Gonzalez for, from Port Isabel High School. They're making it to the Nationals DECA competition. So congratulations to them. Anybody else have any public comments or announcements from the board? Anyone from staff have any public comments or announcements? Mr. Henry. Good evening, Mayor, City Council. I'd like to
4: invite the community to uh, visit South Padre Island's uh tourism town hall scheduled tomorrow. Okay. I'd like to invite the community to uh visit South Padre Island's Tourism Town Hall scheduled tomorrow at Daddy's restaurant. Uh, 6 p.m. Thursday, tomorrow, uh, on the second floor. We'll discuss some uh, tourism successes, updates, um, share how we market SBI to the world, and educate the value of tourism and what it means to our local economy. We'll offer free drinks and food. Be there tomorrow, 6
2: o'clock, Daddy's, second floor, Tourism Town Hall. Appreciate it. Thank you. John? John? Good afternoon. I'd like to give you a quick update on uh, Laguna Boulevard. We have a quick uh, PowerPoint here. Um, We've been uh, really doing quite a bit of work over there. And uh, <laughs> like the public works and floor construction have been working uh, for the last 120 days to complete phase five, the entertainment district. Prior. Prior to the start of spring break 2024, we had some major surprises, and we have also had some weather to contend with uh, along the way. Businesses in the area were able to remain open also, and here's a couple of pictures of some of the stuff we found and uh, the weather. Um, with some hard work and some uh, long hours, Public Works worked side by side with a contractor to keep on schedule, and here's a couple of pictures of the... And uh, I'm really happy to say that uh, at 3.30 this morning, um, the picture on the left, uh, when they first started doing the asphalt, and 3.30 this afternoon, uh, we were able to complete laying at the asphalt. Um, We have accomplished a major part of our goal, and uh, we will be working to clean up the area, finish the pedestrian crossings put in the traffic striping and the installation of the bollards to separate the biking and walking lanes from the two traffic lanes. We are also looking forward to quickly finishing phase six, the final phase of this two-plus-year project. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the wake-up call
0: at 4 o'clock. <laughs> All right, so any other public comments from the audience? All right, hearing now.
1: I, I just remembered. Um, I just want to shout out to <clears throat> Michael Solar's the pizza joint they were featured on kve o um, that's uh, Derek Garcia food for thought they had a perfect um, score on their health inspection
0: all right seeing no other public comments unless you have another one Carrie Okay. All right, then we'll move on to five, which is Approved Consent Agenda. Is there a motion to approve Consent Agenda 5.1 through 5.5? I motion to approve. All right, all in favor, please raise your hand. Opposed? One abstain. Okay. Now we'll move to item number six, which is regular agenda. We'll move to 6.1, which is update and discussion regarding city emergency alert notifications this was placed on the agenda because we had a little mishap with the arm at the um causeway this weekend and uh some of our facebook warriors have gotten a little bit out of joint and so we're going to sit there and try to explain why we can't use swift one nine one one and whatever for non-emergency situations or life-threatening situations and what what our options are thank you nikki
5: mayor council nikki soto city secretary So just a quick overview regarding our emergency communication alerts. So in 2017, we signed up for SWIFT 911 to notify the citizens of emergencies that was web-based. It was, um, enrollment was voluntary. And so everybody that enrolled chose how they wanted to be notified. So it was phone call, text message, or email. You could do just one or all of three. At the time, we had around 2,600 registered members. And some. Um, I just quickly noted some of the emer- emergency alerts that were sent out over the years. So, of course, our first one was Hurricane Harvey, 2019, the October weather event when the poles fell down, COVID-COVID, uh, and, of course, we had the threat to the causeway that shut it down and wasn't open until 4.30 a.m., and then uh, our... Fan favorite, the winter event of 2021. So in 2023, there was some changes to Swift 911. It became Rave in April, but as of January 1st, 2023, we could only send emergency alerts using the words emergency, critical, or urgent. That was an immediate threat to life, health, and/or property. So in 2023, we sent out three alerts for the year. We currently have more than 4,400 registered users. Um, And so that's where we're at regarding emergency. So unfortunately, with Saturday's event, it wasn't an immediate threat. So this this is as per the company RAVE and through the FCC. And I believe the carriers are the ones that are trying to limit the overuse of sending alerts when it's emergency so now moving forward we're going to go into what's called operational alerts and saturday's event is the prime example of why we're going to start implementing this our contract is currently up for renewal which we will not wait for renewal we want to implement this now we're just pending from the company, of, you know, officializing it and everything. So, your operational alerts will be specifically for, you know,
3: mm.
5: incoming weather alerts, not when the weather is actually on top of us. So, this will be for road closures, bridge closures. We can use it for potential events and reminders. So, now this is what we would call a non emergency message. And unfortunately, once we get this implemented, we are going to have to ask all new and current users they are going to have to reapply into their current account start a new account and opt in so it's pretty similar to when you get those text messages friendly reminder your doctor's appointment is at this time text stop to no longer receive messages so in this case they you know we're wanting to prevent the spam the carriers are wanting to prevent prevent spam under the guise of emergency. So this is where we're at. And all of these messages are, you know, from the company rave themselves. So for instance, the bottom it says, weather watches and other messages sent ahead of a potential emergency is operational. It is non-emergent. So that's why we're not using SWIFT 911 when there is a road closure or a bridge closure with the exception of the 2020 threat which that was immediate and swift. <laughs> so of course, once we start moving into the operational messages, we are going to continue to push out on all of our platforms, the newsletter, the website, the social media platforms, to remind the people that you have to opt into this. So currently looking at what we have now, um, people have not updated. There's, there's. There's some people still there that have not updated their information since 2017. So it's also a good time to go in there and double check if you sold your house. I mean, because all of the information is based. And under the new operational side, we will be able, um, apologies, under the emergency side, there's more components that we can now add to it if you have cats. Or pets and everything, um, you can actually on the demographics pull more report with this updated system. You know, so I kind of went through it quickly. And of course, if you have any questions, I'm ready. Um, So,
0: are they going to get a text message like through the Swift 911 or Rave or whatever you call it to tell them to re-up, or is this going to have to be our own campaign?
5: This is going to have to be our own campaign. We the current use the current Rave now is emergency only, so we can't even use it. To remind the public, or that it exists, or that it exists. You cannot use that platform.
4: What's the cost? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead.
5: So the annual cost for rave right now is around twenty-two hundred dollars without the operational component, which I don't see it being much more, and that's on an annual basis. We um,
4: don't know the cost. No, we
5: don't. But I mean, for the emergency portion of it.
4: No, we, for the the operational.
5: No, at this time, I'm still pending.
0: Well, I, my only concern is is that we get ourselves into a position of people are going to – everybody is going to have a different definition of what operational messaging needs to be done. And yeah. that's my only concern with it is that, that we need to really make sure we tighten the box and and don't put us into a situation where
5: we everything, is yeah,
0: everything becomes an operational Because so,
5: yeah. what one resident might – care about to know may not be operational, to The other
0: 4,400 and whatever that are on the list.
5: So we can bring this item back with a more detailed layout and with the sample operational messages to include, of course, Causeway is definitely going to be the prime one, and then it's literally, once once it's all formatted in, it's three clicks of a button to send out the notice.
0: Yeah, I know, I'm just saying, you know, think about how many situational awareness emails we get over weather events and you know and half of them are for upper texas or north texas or whatever i mean there's just there's a lot of at least in, in our world there's a lot of notices that go out and so there is. we would want, want it to be very very tight on, on what we're just calling operational you know like right chief big yeah
4: marketing messages announcements for tickets available for an event no.
5: well that's what i the, I, I, yeah. I don't uh no,
4: that,
5: <laughs> just shows the range that you can use. I
4: understand. I just that yeah. people also get, um, the, the product gets diluted if they're
5: overused.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, that's a concern. But
5: and so we can bring this back and narrow down the category specifically to causeway closures, to, you know, if there's a gulf storm within 500 miles of the island. We can narrow it down and bring that back to you. So then we know we know, and the public specifically knows what messages they're going to get prior to opting in to this system.
0: Yeah, because like you know, Laguna Madre has their own method of notification. You yes. know, and I mean, we need to make sure that we're staying in our own wheelhouse too, in a way. Well, there's as one best here. we can. There's
4: one here for that teacher absences, excused absences, uh, <laughs> healthcare worker day off, missing
0: work. There's so I think when you bring the contract back, we need to really, I'm sure Chief Fig is willing to help on what he considers operational, and Chief O'Carroll, and, and we can try to figure that out so that, and of course, City Manager Andy Smith, I mean, we would just, can open up a real big can.
5: We're going to narrow it down specifically to Saturday's incidents and other things that may right, happen. right, yes,
0: so
3: okay. that's
5: the intention of bringing in the operational component to this alert system. It's right. we definitely don't want it to be a catch-all.
0: Okay. All right. Anybody else have any questions, comments? All right. Then we'll move on to six point two. Which thank you, Nikki. We'll move to six point two, which is discussion of possible action to appoint a mayor pro tem for the term to begin February 21st, 2024, and will continue for one year or until superseded by a new city council appointment and approve resolution number 2024-06. I'd
1: like to nominate Joe Rico for Mayor Pro Tem. What
0: did say? You
3: nominated
0: Joe Rico for Mayor Pro Tem. Is there a second? I'll second. <laughs> OK. Um, Anyone have any comments, objections? All right, hearing none, all in favor, please raise your hand. Opposed? Motion carries. All right, next up is 6.3, which is a discussion action to authorize the city manager to enter into a contract with the best qualified bidder for the Fantasy Circle Beach Access Improvements and a budget amendment in the amount of $831,414 from the beach maintenance excess reserves. Christina.
6: Good evening, Mayor, City Council, Christina Baburka, Shoreline Director. Can I please have the PowerPoint? Thank you. Um, So. We have been up to this point working on final designs for Fantasy Circle Beach Access Number 22. This is one of four of our emergency driveovers, so we're really excited to incorporate another um, emergency driveover that's not at grade. Um, unlike the other two that we have that are concrete, this was actually going to be all wooden, um, and so this is the designs here. I know there's a lot going on, uh, but the driveover will remain where the current path is. We will have an ADA access due, uh, ramp to the north of that. So we wanted to make sure that they were separated. We'll have one permanent restroom, associated amenities, such as a uh, drinking fountain, rinse stations. Um, then we're going to approve the parking lot there and add a sidewalk so that we can have access from Golf Boulevard to the beach. So we went out to bid. Um, and we opened those bids early February. We uh, had a ranking committee that included myself, our coastal coordinator Erica Houston, our public works director Alex, uh, two shoreline task force members Stormy Wall, Michael Solars, and then our engineer on the project Rolando Rubiano. Um, we received two bids: one from Brian Industrial Services, and then one from A Custom Manufacturing. Uh, Brian Industrial Services was the low bid at 831 thousand, and then A and I came in at just under 1.3 million. A little bit about the ranking criteria. So we all got together after the bids were open to rank them, um, and it varied. You know, the biggest portion was price, but that was not going to be an indicator of if they were going to be the most qualified. Um, other uh, criteria included their experience in construction, their team and their subcontractors, their professionalism, their performance, and then their financial strength. So were they were able to produce bid bonds? Uh, total possible points: 140. So those are our averages here. Bryan Industrial Services had an average of uh, 1.36.67, and then A&I had an average of 112.83. In Shoreline Task Force, we talked about it at our last meeting last week, and they recommended Bryan Industrial Services.
0: And when you all met to do this, you all spent an hour or two, right, going over the process and everything?
6: Yep. It was about, uh, I think, right around two hours. Impressive. Yes.
0: Anybody have any comments? Anybody have any questions? Anybody want to make a motion? Make a motion to approve. Is there a second? I'll second. Okay.
6: And sorry, I forgot to mention, this is um, being partially funded through two cycles of CMP. We have funding through cycle 27. And um, sorry, CMP Coastal Management Programs, cycle 27, and then cycle 28. So reimbursable, we should uh, get back, it's I think about $360,000 reimbursable.
0: Great. Nice. All right, any other questions or discussion? All right, hearing none, all in favor, please raise your hand. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Thank you. you. All right, 6.4, discussion and possible action to approve the second and final reading of Ordinance 24-01 to include Article 1, Section 18-9, A1 through A7, 18-9B, Clarification of Maximum Speed Limits, 18 or 2 one in Chapter 18 of the City of South Potter Island Code of Ordinances regarding overnight parking prohibited in public parking areas. Anybody... Have any questions for Ed or comments regarding it? I'll start out.
1: Uh, <laughs> bring a knapsack. So uh, I reviewed, and the staff did a great job. Wendy, Nikki, and, er- and Randy, everybody involved. Uh, it's a hodgepodge of you know when you're looking at what we've done in the past and so forth, and sorting out what the actual speed limit should be. Um, based on actions city council has taken in the past. So I I reviewed it, uh, the proposed, and uh, what I'd like to do starting, this is article one, section 18.9a, and this is starting with number four to change. I'd like to delete section four, five, six, and seven and consolidate into two sections. Four would be, from the point 966 feet north of Orca Circle to 120 feet south of the center line of Rotama Street, the maximum maximum vehicular speed limit shall be 35 miles an hour. And five, from the point 120 feet south of the center line of Rotoma Street to the southernmost city line, the maximum speed limit shall be 30 miles an hour. So what I'm doing, they've got language like going from Hacienda and all that. It's all stating that we're going 35. What I'm actually doing is cleaning up. So anything 966 feet north of Orca Circle to Rotoma, that's 35, and skip all that other stuff. And then south of that point, it's 30 miles an hour to the southernmost uh, city limits. there is also, if you look at your packet, item six and seven, uh, originally six stated from said point south to a point 120 feet south of the center line. Then you go to seven from the point 150 feet. So um, I think we're gonna need to research that and see which is correct, but I left it at 120
0: feet so there's a little bit of discrepancy there. So, well, some of this stuff that just bear in mind that we're talking about is what Dot mandated that we put in it.
1: Right, correct. The, this exact language. I believe so.
0: <laughs> because it's their road. I understand. So we, yeah, we so we get into or the Laguna and the Gulf, but they did that traffic speed study, and that's where they. We kind of had that hodgepodge thing of what we're doing or whatever and, and but this is the, from my understanding and I obviously could be wrong but some of this language is text dot related okay I wouldn't wear that so I, I just was, was reminded of that a few minutes uh, ago all right
1: I suggest text dot take a writing course <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it does need to be clarified um, on the one twenty for one fifty, yes, so
0: can we have a motion to approve the second reading, subject to that clarification, or do we need to punt this?
7: If you're asking me, no, I, I think we could approve the second reading if it's just the one twenty or one fifty okay. for clarification. Okay.
0: <clears throat> Does anybody else have any clarifications?
1: Was that a motion, Carrie? Well, my motion included changes. Well, the 120 to 150. Oh, with the 120 and forget all the other stuff, yeah. Second. All
0: right, is there any other discussion? All right, hearing none. All in favor, please raise your hand. Opposed? Motion carries. Then we'll get to item number 6.4, which is discussion of possible action to review and suggest possible changes to update the city home rule charter and appoint an ad hoc committee. Uh, I put this on here just because we've been talking over the years and there's some items on the on the uh, charter that could be possibly tweaked or clarified or whatever it might be. And, you know, so there, there's some election stuff, there's some committee stuff there I mean there's just all sorts of little things that we can look at if we decide to have an ad hoc committee uh, to be appointed to do this we'd probably appoint the committee next meeting and they would have a very very tight window uh, we would have to get this done by May if we wanted to make the November election and May, May or June at the latest May because we have to send it to the attorney general for a review and all sorts of fun stuff or um, or they could work on can everything else. just accept else. it and just say, "Hey, we'll we'll work on it for a year and, and put it on for the November 2025 election." But that's kind of where we are because we have to, um, you know, we have to have certain li- entities review it before we can put it on the ballot, and then they have their little review times and everything else regarding it. Um, just know that we've been talking about there being ed and I and nikki and such there's there's definitely some clarification that needs to happen regarding city officials and what official acts are we probably want to clean up some of the election stuff where where um where committee members can be a resident of whether it's cameron county in the state of texas the united states i mean it's only really clear uh, clear on city council and on edc um and obviously we ran into a problem with what we thought was someone who was going to be down here working at a hotel and missed 13 meetings in a row on one of our committees um or never made a meeting i guess maybe um you know and whether or not we want to look at you know we had some weird stuff with this election this last time and other cities have minimum petitions where people will have to get 25 signatures of registered voters to run or have to pay a minimum filing fee or something. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that, that we could really look at in this deal.
4: What would the process be for the uh, appointing the individuals? I would think that we would, I would think that you would. Obviously, we we'll start with Ed. <laughs> He's my nominee, then. but I'm just, what would.
7: Is this? I mean, each council member appoints someone and maybe um, a couple members of the well you know of of the public and a couple staff members either sit in as ex-officio or members of the committee other specific disciplines we're looking for and background for these members or just no no not not really any specific background really just um i think getting public's input on some of the items would be good so each have a council member on the committee the some staff members it would be my suggestion, uh, Nikki, and, and um, some other members of the public. So I, mean, I a- wouldn't
0: think that it would be like it would be very similar to what our ordinance ad hoc committee would be, except you know it wouldn't be the same people or
7: whatever it might be. Right, I think it would be a lot quicker, and <laughs> it's th- not on a three-year timeline.
0: Right, no, no, this, this is not going to be. Can't I mean, this is going to have to but be a commitment. I you know I would suggest each council member try to find someone that they would that would be willing to. Um, commit, you know, maybe a a meeting a week, you know, for the next three, four, five weeks or something like that. And staff will have some suggestions. Ed, I'm sure he'll have some suggestions and mull it over and and, and go for it. I mean, it's not a long document. There were about 35 different members, I think, that were on the committee for the Homeworld Charter, of course, it took the city like three years, and and went through a lot of people resigning and getting and leaving and whatever when they did it the first time. Uh, but now we at least have a document that we can modify relatively
7: quickly, I would think. I mean, if there are any former council members, that would be a would be a good idea. Maybe to if somebody's willing, since they've, they're someone familiar with the charter to a certain degree, and what's what's involved in the charter. Uh, otherwise, just you know, public members, their input's also important. I'm
0: leaving it up to you all. I put it on here, but the board can decide what they would like to do. Make a motion to approve the form of the ad hoc committee. Is there a 2nd second? second. Ken, Carrie, Lisa, y'all have anything to add? or? Well, if you need help,
1: I'm willing
0: to... Help out. Mm. No, no one here served on the original committee, right? No, I, don't I think there's only like two or two or three people left living on the island that served on the orig- that made it all the way through for sure. I
1: don't remember. All right.
0: Um, I know Shane Wilson was he he chaired a lot of it, I believe. Um, anyway, you can go back and look through that list too. All, their names are all on the charter. So, Ken, you need anything? Sure. Okay. All right. Well then all in favor.
7: Oh. Wait, do you want to designate the amount of people, a number of people, or wait till
0: I just wait till the next because okay. that way we can, you know, vote on the number and, and do that and
7: and what staff members possibly. Yep.
0: Okay. All right. All in favor, please raise your hand. Opposed? Motion carries. Next up is six point six with presentation update and discussion regarding the status of the Ad Hoc Committee related to the revisions recommended to the City Code of Ordinances.
8: Mayor, City Council Wendy Delgado, Director of Operations for the City. Um, Mayor McNulty asked me to provide an update regarding our Ad Hoc Committee, the forever ongoing Ad Hoc Committee. (laughs) Um, So let's just get started here. So basically back in September of 2019, an Ad Hoc Committee was appointed by City Council That committee, I believe they were meeting biweekly back then. Um, They met here in this room. We set up a big table. We would have food. It would be about a two-hour meeting, I think. Uh, We would go line by line through each ordinance um, at that time, taking notes and comments. Um, That went on until basically 2020, when we were unable to have in-person meetings due to COVID. So we kind of just paused the ad hoc committee at that point and then we picked it up again in fiscal year 21 2022 and completed the review process the original members of the ad hoc committee included um these were the committee and council members was jeffrey erickson scott finney miguel torres uh, (coughs) robert joe doyle wells gabby Venunu, alita bagley and patrick mcnulty this is a list of all the staff members um, that were even on the original committee or have participated in the process since um, since then, because there's a lot of uh, behind the scenes work on it. Basically, what happened after the ad hoc committee stopped their review process? They went through the entire code of ordinances. uh, Staff took notes. We did red lines as they were going through the process. But after that, we basically took each ordinance one by one and went through and cleaned it up, redlined it, you know, spell checked, all that good stuff. And then we basically send them to legal, which would be Ed, for review. Once Ed reviews it, then we will send it to its particular committee if it has one. For instance, Parks and Rec, Shoreline, PNZ, things like that. Once that committee approves it, then the draft is then sent to City Council uh, for consideration, and it's just a draft being approved. It's not typically a first and second reading. We had planned to kind of do that all at the end as one major project, um, but a few have, have gone through that process already. So where are we now? So these are the ordinances that have already been presented to City Council, they've gone through all processes, they've been approved by Council, so we have General Provisions, Administration, Animals and Fowl, Civil Defense and Disaster Relief, Elections, Employee Retirement and Benefits, Personnel Policies, Fire Protection and Prevention and Property. So these are draft ordinances that have not been through first and second readings but approved by Council. These are three ordinances that have already gone through first and second re- readings due to basically an immediate need. We, there was a reason why we wanted to go ahead and pass it, or City Council wanted to go ahead and pass it now so that it could be implemented. And that would be Chapter 15 signs, 16 is streets, and Chapter 18 uh, is on today's agenda for the second reading, obviously. So where are we now? So. Chapter Four, buildings and construction is going through um, It's already gone through staff review uh, Through the building department and so now it's actually on my desk to clean it up and redline that one uh, based on some uh, New staff recommendations. We have a lot of staff that were on the original Committee that are no longer here So we're making sure the staff in place now also have a chance to review the document before it's sent to legal Uh, Chapter 10 also being reviewed uh, by legal right now. That's health and sanitation We had some recent changes on it, but there are still some ad hoc committee recommendations that need to have some legal review Chapter 11 is occupational licenses alcoholic beverages and miscellaneous permits. Uh, This was sent out to several members of staff Uh, They've pretty much all made their comments So I personally need to go in and compile all their comments into a draft uh, Mm -hmm. and get that to Ed for review Chapter 12 is Offenses and Miscellaneous Provisions. This is on today's agenda as well as, um, I believe it's the next item.
7: Excuse me though, on on chapter 12, we have already approved on a first and second reading, part of it dealing with uh, noise.
8: Yes, that's correct. Yes. so chapter 12 does have a section that's already been approved, but there are some additional recommendations that haven't come to council yet. So that would be those final pieces. Um, chapter 22 is dune protection, bee tree nourishment, and access plan implementing provisions. And this chapter is currently being reviewed by staff and the GLO. And it has a, that chapter has a lot of other steps um, that are a little different than our normal ordinances because they do have to be reviewed by the state. Chapter 20, zoning. This chapter was approved by Planning and Zoning with recommended changes on February 15th and it will be presented to city council on a future agenda. So those were just done um, this last week.
0: So we might be holding that one back for a little
8: bit. Okay. Based on one of the other No problem. Um, Chapter 23 um, is subdivision regulations. That one was presented to city council, but due to the legislative changes this summer, uh, it was recommended to pull it back and to have staff and legal review it again due to um, some changes related to state law. So what's coming up next? We have um, Chapter 9, which is garbage, trash, weeds, and other waste material. Chapter 13, peddlers, solicitors, insurance vendors, displays of merchandise, outdoors and on the beach, special event permits. We have Chapter 17, taxation, 19 utilities, 21 penalty provisions, 24 sexually oriented businesses, 25 parks and recreation and beautification. And then we also have the total form-based code and specifications. These have all been reviewed by the ad hoc committee, but they have not been, I'm just going to say, thoroughly vetted by the current staff and gone through and read, proofed to be able to send to legal. So once that this page is complete, then we're going to go to this page. Uh, but basically, that's where we're at with the committee. It's an extremely um, long project. Like, for example, on Chapter 20, I know it was sent to PNZ, then it was tabled, and then it was sent to PNZ again. So, a lot of these that have to go to the committees, it's a long process before it actually makes it to council. But I am here with any questions if anybody has anything. Um, but that would be the end of the update.
0: Well, I mean, basically, for the public to understand, we're doing a deep dive into 50 years of ordinances that were created sometimes. Just on a whim, and sometimes with some thought, and whatever it might be, and uh, you know, it's what probably 400 pages of.
8: Yes, and also with the legislative changes, a lot of the comments right. that were made back in 2019 and 2020 Not are no longer. Anymore. They don't even they don't make sense anymore, so we're kind of having to do a double check on those. So. Yeah. But that's all I have.
0: Anybody from council have any questions? Which chapter has taken the longest for you?
8: the longest yeah which
4: has been your least favorite <laughs> My
8: least favorite nikki 18. 18. <laughs> that would be our least favorite so far for sure
0: <laughs>
4: what was that again 18
0: is when we just approved the second that reading you know. just noted.
8: yeah
0: and it's because of its combination and then it gets added here like you know they change a couple of lines here or a couple of lines there and then trying to keep track of these little changes over the period of time and
8: we basically had four different versions that me and Nikki were trying to, to consolidate, and, and it just, we got lost. <laughs> but now we're found. No, we're not <laughs> Exactly.
0: Hey, anybody else have any questions? All right. Thank you. Thank you. We'll move to item number 6.7, which is discussion action regarding to approve the draft of Chapter 12 of the City of South Potter Island Code of Ordinances as recommended by the Ad Hoc Committee. Anybody have any questions, comments? Well, I have a quiet. This came up
4: today. Someone,
0: um, um, an island... Uh,
4: a friend of ours father passed to have property on the island they were he was a serviceman, and they were asking if um, the honor guard could come and do a twenty one gun salute on the island and i said i have no I've never heard of that I've seen it at the church but never
0: here we did it at the causeway the 20th anniversary of the causeway memorial did we not but they they were inquiring about the process because they wanted to do a uh... oh we did some oh well I don't know maybe not okay I don't think he, I think. Did you don't know we did okay
7: I, I mean, I'd there's see. really nothing in accordance that addresses it, uh, either for or against, except for discharging a firearm in a city's well, city
8: limits.
4: I mean, they, they shoot the it's, it's a color
7: card with service blanks.
4: Yeah. But is um, there a, what, what is the process for that? I was, I was, two hours ago, someone called me about that. I was like, I have no idea.
7: The firework permit. I would, I mean, I don't see any problem with it as long as it's supervised or approved by the city manager or staff on how it's where where it's going to take place and so forth but there's really nothing in the code that addresses it either way prohibits it or talks about rules regarding it Um, sort of like the weddings on the beach it's just nothing addresses it really but it's there I would just suggest contact the people contact the city manager Randy and have him, you know, see if he could approve something and just make sure it's Oh, I was going to I zone. trust me, I wasn't
4: touching that one.
7: <laughs> All right.
0: Anybody else have any questions? Comments.
4: Motion to accept the recommendations. Is
0: there a second. I second. Okay? Any other discussion? Hearing none, all in favor, please raise your hand. Opposed? Motion carries. Now we'll move to 6.8, which is a discussion of possible action to prohibit overnight parking in the Medians at Highway 100 area and authorize staff to post appropriate signage.
7: Good times. Okay. Uh, you just passed an ordinance that prohibits or overnight parking on uh, areas designated by signage so i think this is an effort to uh, prohibit the overnight parking on the medians on highway 100 so anytime you want to prohibit that we just have to come back to the city council and uh, specify the area that that's where signage will go up well, this is for center medians where
4: there's um over the year we've put in some uh parking spots and now we have trailers uh boats so boats dump trucks uh one car i saw a van the guy i think he was living there for about three days um you know those spots are for beach access uh that's not what's not what, that is not what is happening um
0: well, they're beach access parking they should be treated like beach access they are
4: but not overnight beach access parking right. so We're- i mean that's one of our you know the, the three you know parking noise trash that comes with the the boom of the STR, so this is this is going to come back
1: and they do, often. They do park there as overflow parking from one of the hotels.
4: Yeah. I don't want to see that's a trailer not, there yeah. with a bobcat on the back for three days, and it's not a city vehicle. That's oh, you'
1: got that van there. It's all derelict van that's been sitting there for a couple of weeks.
0: If they're beach ac- access parking, then I could see it having the same... Destination that our beach accesses do, which is what's that parking limit? It's from no parking from midnight 12.01 to 12.01 to one to six a.m. Except for there's
7: one of them that's I think two a.m. Yeah, there's there's one of them, one or two of them
0: that's two a.m. Um, make a motion. Anybody have any discussion regarding it?
8: We're. Where are you talking about? I'm, I'm there's, confused. there's exactly. off the
0: causeway the where you have the, causeway? Where, yeah, where you yep. have the medians. Yep. The only area where we have parking in the medians are there when you get off the causeway mm-hmm. and not with the multimodal center, but right. at the, you know, inside those medians yes. there, there's two or three okay. parking lots that are there. Yep, I know where you are. And it was easy to kind of come up with how to define it was because in all the medians that we have, there's the only two or three areas that we have parking in the medians. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: What kind of, do we have signage at the multimodal center now?
0: We don't because it's so, not been designated. We're, we just did this ordinance now to designate what parking, where we could, originally the, the ordinance only had parking hours or restrictions on the beach access, the cul-de-sac beach access. Right. So now we've made, we, we've passed this ordinance that allows us to designate other areas. But beforehand, it was like you almost had to go in and designate each individual area. Yeah. And, but this ordinance now gives city council the ability to designate the areas uh, without having to co- completely redo the ordinance and getting into a big mess and fees and everything else. Every time we have to redo the ordinance and then we get into this whole paperwork deal where you hodgepodge these ordinances right. and you know do that. So. This is for well, the, yes, passing. what
1: would prevent the people that are, you know, the parking the trailers to just moving over to the modal center.
0: Well, if that becomes a problem, then I guess we would have to address that That's at so that too. point in time. Oh, okay. uh, you know, hopefully people would just start taking care of their own property and keep it on their own property versus mm-hmm. trying to abuse city property for their, and making it their storage. Right. But yes, I mean, that, that is a, a, a potential. Yeah. I think it could be a whack-a-mole. Um, but we have the option that without going through ordinance change,
1: I just add that.
0: You would just add another, someone can make that proposal on another agenda and do the exact same 6.8, except propose the median highway 100 area.
4: You can do boat ramps, any of the streets. You can do the
0: multimodal building. You can do the community center, you can do city hall, you could do, you know, whichever, wherever our public parking is, you could also start labeling streets. Well, that's part
1: of the median on Highway 100. Though it's considered part of the median,
0: yeah. The multi-modal, the, all the, the, the multimodal center is the multimodal center. These are just public parking areas on Highway 100 that we're talking about right now. Because there's a big parking lot there. No, with-
7: oh, it's probably a good idea to come back and maybe uh, consider uh, prohibiting it at uh, uh, the multimodal. Oh, we need to
0: see what Jesse's opinion is. I don't know if people. I I wouldn't think this, but. This isn't. This is outside my box, but I don't know if people take park their car there and take the wave to to the, the old Walmart and hop on the metro to the Brownsville Airport. You know, and I don't know if people leave their car there. I mean, we kind of need to know what that activity is that's happening there, since that is our multimodal bus station. I mean, that, 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 he... that would be my concern.
7: Yeah, the... no, that's a good point, and plus it is uh, technically textile property.
0: Correct.
1: You we Well, there's... it's all. I mean, this has, what kind of impact it has on it. So
7: yes,
4: I'd right. make a motion to approve the overnight parking sign, ban, overnight parking
7: ban signs on the median parking lots, and authorize the placement of signage. Yes.
0: Okay. Is there a second? Second. Okay. okay. Is there any other discussion? You
4: want to talk about boat ramps next meeting?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that could that very well become up. We've got tra-
4: trailers and every
0: other thing. Well, we tried that one. Lots of
4: mobile before. billboards parked
0: all over the place in, well, in the boat, boat spots. boat ramps presents a hey, well, unique problem. This if we want to talk about that, let's put that on the next agenda so okay. we're not getting off topic. But I, I, I have no That's problem cool. having it on next agenda. All right. All in favor, please raise your hand. Opposed? Motion carries. Now we'll have 6.9, which is a discussion and possible action to place a moratorium on issuing new permits for projects using an off site parking component or any square foot or square footage area project with more than four bedrooms that does not have at least four on site parking spaces. So basically, we want to look at uh, placing a
1: moratorium on issuing new permits for um, off-site parking, because there's problems that are rising that haven't been addressed. And there's some inconsistency Mm -hmm. between our building codes and our Home Rule Charter. We need to clean that up. So in the meantime, uh, so it doesn't present future problems, uh, I'd like to place a moratorium.
0: And Ed, you? Um, new permits for, for the project. And, and you were there at the planning and zoning meeting. I know Carrie watched it, and I watched it, but if you want to kind of give a background of kind of help where, where, where this kind of started was what planning and zoning was asked to look at parking.
7: Correct. They didn't really dwell much on the uh, off-site. They are going to d- discuss that at the next meeting, but for example, the, the concern that some uh, council members had was some of these single family homes now have five, six, eight, or more bedrooms and under the current code they would only be required to have two parking spaces. So uh, the, the mayor and staff had suggested P&Z make some recommendations that to bring forward to the city council on how they would like to address that and they basically said on residential areas anything up to three bedrooms still could have only two parking spaces but for each bedroom after three it's you would re, they, they're recommending that you need a one additional uh, parking space. So for example, a four bedroom would need three, five bedroom would need four, and so forth. That was their recommendation. They did not get to address the off site um parking issue because that came up at the last minute and they really didn't have any background information on that, but I think they expect to discuss that next yeah, next meeting. For example, as Mr Councilmember Schwartz mentioned, uh, the form based code Will allow off-site parking up to a thousand feet away from the business, where the Chapter 20, you know, mandates it only 90 feet away. With that's adjacent and has some sort of easement for pedestrian flow. So those are the issues. But regarding the bedroom issue, it's P and Z is recommending one additional bedroom, one one additional space for each additional bedroom after three. And this is on yeah. new new construction, correct? Yeah, it would have to be new construction. And then I know the issue is going to be, well, what's a bedroom and not a bedroom, so I think we could word it in the sense that anything that's usable as a bedroom or can be reasonably used as a bedroom would would be counted, or we'll have to come up with some language regarding that, um, because somebody could say, well, that's an office, and then the next day turn it into a bedroom. Um, So we'll have to address that issue that I could see as, as something that we're going to have to tackle.
0: And the reason to do a moratorium is because... It could take us two months to get to an ordinance level, and we've already identified a problem. We might not have identified the solution yet, but we need to, as as Schwartz told me, is that we we need to make sure we don't continue the problem.
7: No, I think that's a great and, idea,
0: and allow it to to continue to grow. And so it's it's you know I I would hope that this would only be a 90 day moratorium or something like that because we don't want to stop the flow of commerce or whatever, but. I mean, the idea of someone having a business and then their parking's a fifth of a mile away doesn't, and that that seems like a very weird deal. And it's and it, that that form-based code mentions public shared parking, like it was maybe supposed to be a parking garage that was built by some some individual or the city, and then the you know it, it's really weird and it just needs to be, it needs a lot of thought process in it. I think so. Um,
1: well, I mean, there's a. Uh... House on Gulf Boulevard, it's advertising and sleep thirty eight people. Thirty six or thirty eight. 38 people. 38. 38 Five. people Five. And they have Five. two parking places. Family park.
7: residence, it's two two parking spaces. So yeah. and then you know, now you're parking on people's lawns down the street, congestion, traffic, pedestrian safety, and so I think um I really thought that what P and Z had recommended was pretty reasonable and would probably work. It was similar to what they recommended for short term rentals. And they wanted to also make sure they, and I think I sent, I sent the memo to the city council to keep that consistent um, it would, between short-term rentals and single-family homes that the, the required parking should be considered um, and based on how many bedrooms you have.
1: Well, there's another issue, and I think we have to address it administratively, where you have previously a retail space that's converted to now a restaurant bar. And our code requires a lot more parking, but then we're getting, uh, got a complaint from property owners, got a store, and they're utilizing her parking lot. Yeah. And uh, I sympathize with her because I know I had a, at one time, a store on the boulevard near the entertainment district, and, and tried to dress it up. I had two big planners by the front door, both of them were crushed, uh, people running into the stucco on the wall, putting holes in it. So. Yeah, I, I certainly feel for the property owners, but that's off subject. Well, so,
0: Anybody else from council have any comments? Anyone from the audience have any comments? Um, okay, is there anyone who wants to make a motion? I will make a motion.
1: Place a moratorium. moratorium on issuing new permits for project use and site parking components or any square footage, footage and areas, project with more than four bedrooms that do not have at least four on-site parking spaces.
4: We're recommending send this to P&Z ASAP. Is correct? Yes. I'll second.
0: And, and design, design standards. Design standards. Yeah, the no, square footage, square footage attached is supposed to be single family, single family attached. But the um, anyway, but the, I think it was just because you put the SF or whatever. Um, All right, we have a motion and a second. Is there any other discussion? All right, hearing none, all in favor, please raise your hands. Opposed? Motion carries. Then we'll do uh, 6.10, which is discussion and possible action to reschedule the March 30th, or not 20th, 2024, regular city council meeting to March 27th, 2024. This is only put on here in case we wanted to move it it puts it right before Easter. There's really no win on it. It's either the week after Texas Week or the day after uh, or day before Easter. How the calendar lines up. It was just on here so that if we wanted to move it, we'd have the ability to move it. We don't. That, that's the only reason it's there.
4: Challenges with staff coming out of Texas Week or
5: yes, yeah, so the agenda time pre- sickness. So. Yes, uh, so the week prior, which is during Texas Week, that is peak time for spring break and staff is in full-blown mode and so we years past we did have last-minute agenda items come back Um, there was a delay in it and so we ended up posting it on Saturday so
0: in other words it makes the you know people have to turn in their agenda items and we have agenda prep because we try to prep it on Wednesday for the following Wednesday meeting Um, but I mean, you know, if we need to, we can work through it. It's just, it's just if, if it's a decision of what council would like to do. I mean,
5: I have not received any concerns from staff of anything pending by that date. Also,
0: and we'll have a
1: regular meeting
0: on the sixth. We're gonna, have, yeah, that's that's for sure. And it's just whether or not we want to have this one on the twentieth or the twenty seventh. Um, and obviously, if there's no agenda items that come up, then we could just cancel the twentieth meeting right. and go to the the one on the 4th or whatever, 3rd, whatever it is. Um, so I have to get
1: all my agenda items on the 6th for the...
0: Yeah, you, 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 you <laughs> got to work, work for the 6th. <laughs> okay. Please. Um, so again, you know, if someone wants to make a motion, if not, then we can just let it drop and we'll just stay on the 20th. If I make a
4: motion to cancel it. We can always add it back if something comes up. I just think the staff's with Easter in March.
0: The staff's going to be pretty beat up. I agree. Yeah. So okay. So then move to April yeah. Motion to cancel the. Do we need to do that, or can we do that with this this agenda? We'll just br- or bring it back for the next agenda. Yeah, I think
7: we should bring it back because it says to reschedule to to the twenty seventh. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. I would, if you're not going to reschedule or take action on rescheduling to the twenty seventh, I think you should just. Um, Bring it back at the next meeting, to either cancel the 20th meeting or um, end the 27th. If
0: we okay. might have a better window, of what, yeah. At least seeing what we have, I guess, too, at that point in time. But
4: I'm good. Either whatever's easiest for staff, because yeah. yeah, I agree
0: with you. On with
4: that. Easter at the end of the month, that's they're, they're not going to
0: right after Easter is another meeting. So yeah, we got to pick our poison at some point in time and and, and go. But I cancel.
7: Even the judges will be busy for whatever it's worth if there's any legal matters to be considered on the twenty seventh if you meet I'll be at a mandatory judicial training uh, okay. but so I won't be could always confer by phone though
0: well, I'm going to say that we'll do no action on six point ten and we will then we'll go to seven which is where we're adjourned and then we're out of here thirty three